get sheep, but we're just gonna some talking and then just slowly start and then fading <laughs> boom. Good night. <laughs> just hear <laughs> snoring away. <laughs> uh, two and a half hours of that. <laughs> Yeah, how are you? Good day, afternoon, evening. It is evening where we are recording live the Role Players Podcast. Mm-hmm. It's night, really. It is night. Yeah. It is nighttime. We are feeling it. Yeah, Ray Charles said. Nevertheless. Ray Charles said nighttime is the right time to record a podcast. Yes, I think sir, those were he the, did. I think those were his words. So. Yeah. I am. Arthur Mosley and my friend I'm is Daniel Allen. Uh, we are the Role Players. You can find us on Twitter at the Role Players One, and on SoundCloud at the Role Players. Uh, we are not SoundCloud artists. Uh, we just they just house our our information. We disclaim that every week. Yes, every week. Uh, once again, to, just so you guys know, our opinions don't matter. Mm-mm. You should listen to us anyway. Yeah, absolutely, just listen. Listen and tell a friend. That would be great. Yeah, we got back tell up two to friends. two friends. Yeah, we got back up to twenty followers, so we're excited. Special guest in studio, uh, Shelby the dog, uh, will be joining us possibly. Shelby for seems n- to be asleep uh, for now, but uh, but one of her friends is making some noise so, back there. So yeah, we've got. Uh, we got the dogs in the house. Big weekend for the dogs. So we got the dogs in the house. Yeah. Literally, uh, we brought them to the studio. So uh, we're excited. We'll get we'll touch. We'll get into that later on. Uh, let's jump into it. We went over uh, four games last week, and I have to be honest. Uh, the only game that I watched last week was the Falcons uh, Patriots game. I was out uh, out and about in the wilderness, in the woods. Yeah, doing. Doing wilderness things, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. was just as good a place to be as anywhere, because with last week's game, yeah, there wasn't. Uh, they didn't. Nothing really came as a surprise. Nothing I, held my attention for more um, than about twenty minutes. I, I tell you, I was, I was. Uh, I, I think the kids say, as a kid, say, I was sleeping on Notre Dame this season. Yeah, was not impressed. A lot with, of people were though, yeah. because four wins last year. Yep. And uh, you know who else was sleeping on Notre Dame? That USC defense. <laughs> yeah, that was a beatdown. Yeah, I, t- I got that one wrong. So, um, a lot of people did. I mean, a lot of people did. Um, I mean, Notre Dame's. That's the thing is, is they they've looked great offensively. They've just rolled over everybody except for when they played Georgia. So you didn't know if they just hadn't played anybody, or or if it was just a bad game for the. You know, Georgia's a tough D. But that was an emphatic statement. Yeah. To come out and just wax them all over the place. And their D was solid, too. Yep. I mean. Because USC didn't do much of anything. Darnold threw some more picks. And, right. That's what he does. Yeah, that is what he does. Increasingly, with his, uh, his, his, uh, well, you would think his status at the top of the draft and the top quarterback is probably slipping a little bit yeah, this the year. Jet, I think the Jets still want him. The, the, the fans still think that he's, you know, he's the guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, Wimbush and Josh Adams over 300, or almost, I'm sorry, almost 300 yards rushing against the vaunted USC Trojan defense. So uh, we saw Western Michigan kind of carve him up a little bit uh, early yeah. on the season. And, and um, Notre Dame's offense, and their team in general is, is for real, I, in my opinion. So they're going to, I mean, they've got a, they've got some tough match, matchups coming up with mm-hmm. NC State, Miami, mm-hmm. and, and Stanford, but They've got a chance to make noise. You're hearing whispers of them in the playoff talk. Absolutely. Uh, once again, the, the, and the better Georgia does, the better that one loss looks for Notre Dame. So yeah, that, that one point loss. Uh, There's a little debate this week about if um, so if Notre Dame goes undefeated the rest of the year, Georgia goes undefeated and then loses a close game to Alabama, mm-hmm. would Notre Dame get in over them? And a lot of people think yeah they would even head to head regardless. Kirk Herbstreit was talking about. Well, the head-to-head isn't that important. You know, you got to look at the uh, overall body of work. And then David Pollock on the other side was saying, what do you, a head-to-head is very, because Herb Street has a reason not to say head-to-head is important with his Buckeyes in Oklahoma, right? Absolutely right. So, he's, yeah, he's got an agenda. So so there's all, yeah, Notre Dame creeping into the talk, but they got a lot of games left. And so, everybody's got a lot of games left, but they got a lot of ranked matchups left. Yeah. And so, once again, this week, uh, NC State travels to South Bend to take on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. We'll touch base on that a little bit later. 
And uh, later on in the season, you've got uh, Notre Dame traveling down to Miami in a Notre Dame-Miami matchup that finally actually means something. Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, should be... How uh, many times will we hear about the convicts versus the Catholics thing and that? how many times will that like it's be? So, that's so played out. That's so played out. How many times will we see Vinny and his camo and all that? You know, yeah. like getting off the plane or whatever. Plenty. That was Penn State, but no. Oh, what? Yeah, the fatigues. Oh, that was. I Penn thought that State was against Notre during Dame. The, uh, no, that was during the um, Fiesta Bowl. Gotcha. Lost at Penn State, ten to six. Let's not talk about that. All right. Um, I'm salty because they sure supposed to win that game. That was before my time. Yeah. Mid eighties, mid eighties. Second thing I had on my list, things I learned from last week, is that Tennessee still stinks. I mean, it's still trash can you. Mm-hmm. They did score a touchdown. Yeah, a it, not. It was not offensive touchdown. Uh-uh. And then they, uh, the the player who did not score the touchdown but was escorting his teammate into the end zone, he gives the fans like the the salute. Yeah, the middle finger salute, double, double barrel. Yeah, I'm not sure that's is that in that's the playbook. The time and place for that, or wherever it is. But hey, I'm, I mean, I'm, you're getting. Come on now, you haven't scored a touchdown in weeks. Uh, I guess a, a little bit salty. You talking about? Yeah, I, I don't. Hey, sure, Butch. Butch obviously has a good control over his team and their emotions, and they just had two players arrested today, including their best player. Uh, so things slipping away from the general. Yeah, that the Rashawn Golden was the Tennessee uh, defensive back who was given the salute. And if you Didn't haven't he apologized for it, I think I think Butch made him apologize. Heartfelt. And, yeah, very heartfelt. I did the wrong thing. And I, I will say, Butch, I saw a little bit of that um, a, a clip of the post game interview with Butch Jones, and he was very um, somber. And mm. discussing that moment, and it, and for the first time this season, he actually made a statement that uh, sounded like he was a real head coach. What did he uh, say? He he said, you know, that's not what Tennessee is about, and we'll have a talk with them. Uh, certainly, we'll we'll talk about disciplinary action, but that's just we can't act like that. That's not a rep, you know a representation of our school. I'm paraphrasing here, but yeah. I, I was impressed uh, for about uh, 16 seconds with, really? Butch, with Butch Jones. Yeah, well, good for Butch. Um, Winning art over here. Not negative. Coach. <laughs> negative. So Mitch Jones, uh, in his ten, I mean, let's let's look at these stats here for a second. Guarantano had forty-four yards passing. Strong. That's that's not in the first quarter. That's not in the first half. That's the entire game. It's total. Uh, Jerry Kelly. Jerry Kelly. John. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, Sixty-three yards rushing. Right. Hey. That's not half bad against Alabama. 108 total yards. That's, that's not half good. That's, <laughs> uh, I, I would encourage anyone who's listening who did not see the uh, the, the middle finger salute by Galvin to go Google it because it is an epic picture. And some of the memes that have come out of there, just there's so many characters you know you've got the one alabama fan once again we're talking about a grown man at a fan yelling at a kid after he's flicking them off i mean yeah. I, I guess you get grumpy old man but then you've got a guy who's wearing his shades up right over his eyes right um one alabama fan i think flicking them off back you know because that's real classy right yeah um you got a tennessee fan cheering on his player who's yeah. flicking them off you've got one woman who's looking at the game like what just happened? Like she thought she was showing up for the Macy's parade, and now she's at a football game. I mean, uh-huh. it's just so many things going on in that photo. I was like, man, this is epic, epic. It's like an Andy Warhol you could, moment. You could snapshot anything, anybody in that stadium, any group, and come out with <laughs> plenty of characters. I'm sure. Oh my gosh, Rammer Jammer Yellow Hammer, I, or whatever the hell they say. So a poor day, as expected for Butch and Company. Yeah. Who uh, next? No, I we, saw. I did see a picture of the guy walking <laughs> off the field with the trash can, and he had like his head down. He was all dejected, and he was just kind of dragging the trash can behind. <laughs> I mean, I guess technically they got to use it. Yes, they had the one. But, the one, yeah, pick six. Pick. Yeah, we just spent way too much time talking about two teams that we love to hate: Tennessee yeah. and Alabama. Let's move on. Penn State, man, I thought. 
Michigan was about something. Not about that action. <laughs> oh, oh, but they, they got that action, didn't <laughs> yes. they? Oh, so my Harbaugh, gosh. So Jim Harbaugh has – who is it that it's, it's identical to? I think over the past, like – I want to say like 12 or 15 games, he has an identical record to Butch Jones. <laughs> I think that's it. It's one of those. It's, they're like seven, or maybe it's over the last 12, like seven and five or eight and five. Not all that stellar. Moving in the right direction, right? And they lost a lot, 17 starters. But, that's tough. But you still, I mean, he's an offensive guy, the quarterback guru. Their quarterback play hasn't been very good this Well, year. you know, to Michigan's credit, they – they lose Wilton Spate at quarterback. Who wasn't looking all that great. Well, yeah, but it's your starter, right? Yeah. I, I, I'll go back to name name any school that can lose a starting quarterback to injury during the season and still compete at a high level. Yeah. And right now we've got two. Yeah. And, you know, if you look at the numbers, it's not like uh, Frome is setting the world on fire, but – Except for when he has to. Well, and then he does. Okay, Georgia guy. <laughs> I mean, he leads the conference in a passer rating. Okay, well, I stand corrected. But yeah, you're right. He's not throwing 300 a game because well, he he's throwing have, like 12 passes. And he doesn't. He doesn't have to. Right. And the coaches are doing what the coaches, every coach should do, and that's put their players in the best position to win. So yeah. the best position for Georgia to win is not for Fromm to throw the ball for 35 times. It's yeah. just not. That's just not exactly. Um. Yeah, I'm just saying that, that Spate didn't look very good earlier in the, when he was playing. So I'm not – I don't think it's so Corn's fault that – I don't know. I'm just saying, man, we, we Harbaugh has, has talked a lot and yapped a lot and, and done a lot of stuff and had sleepovers and gone to Italy and had these camps down here and taking his shirt off and all this stuff. And, uh, it's this very strange individual. Not, He's, he him and Butch Jones and Orgeron on a road trip. Man, could you imagine cross-country with those three? Oh, I'm just saying, I expected a little bit more out of him, but we'll give him till next year and see if, because that is a lot to lose. Mm-hmm. Alabama loses that every year, just about, but hey, let's not. I'm just, it just seems like a lot of people just lumped him into the Saban Meyer group among Prem- the top coaches, right? right? Prematurely. Yeah. So he had a lot of success at Stanford with a guy named Luck, mm-hmm. and then in, it, San Francisco, he had a lot of success right off the bat, and then kind of, kind of came back to earth. And so let's just let's just wait before we anoint him a top five coach. I tell you who is coaching like a top five coach is uh, James Franklin, yeah. uh, and he's got a couple of uh, studs. Uh, Ch- uh, Trace, I keep wanting to call him Chase. Trace mm-hmm. McSorley. Uh, you can call him Chase if you want. Yeah, I don't want to insult him. Two hundred eighty-two passing yards against Michigan. One touchdown, one pick. Uh, and the touchdown was a juggling catch by Saquon. I did see that by Saquon, who got matched up on a defensive back and it's absolutely burned him. Yeah. Got him turned. Uh, Saquon, uh, uh, 108 yards on the ground, two touchdowns and 53 uh, receiving yards. One thing I, I didn't mention, McSorley, three rushing TDs against Michigan. So uh, he can get it done both dual ways. Dual threat. Yes, dual threat. Trace McSorley. I got a good name. I like both have good names, man. Trace McSorley and Saquon Barkley. That's a. I like that. Yeah, I like that. So they've got hey big matchup coming up this week, but they they've got a clear road to the playoff right now. Yeah, uh, it's everything in front of them. Yeah. Now you you look at them; they're in the middle of a kind of a three game gauntlet, right? They get Michigan last week, Ohio State this week, and Michigan State next week. Yeah. That will uh, kind of tell the tale for their season. I don't know who does the scheduling, but I don't know if I'm going to take those three games back to back to back. That's tough. But whatever, they're playing well. I don't so think they're scared. I don't. I don't think so either. Mm. If if I had McSorley and Barkley, I wouldn't be scared much either. Yeah. Uh, anything else about Michigan Penn State? No. Anything else jump out at you before we get into our NFL game? <sighs> the um, something did jump out to me. Give me a second to track it down. Yep. Yep. Texas had another close call, didn't they? The Oklahoma State? Uh, or was that the week before? I thought Oklahoma State won that game to, uh, to uh, 14-10. Yeah, close call. Yeah. 13-10. Oh, 
Oh, you mean they're they're close, as in yeah, close call. yeah. Oh, gotcha, I mean, gotcha, they've gotcha, had gotcha. a lot of close calls this year. Yeah, they? close, but close. you know, it's what. Oh, uh, Oklahoma, Kansas State. Uh, that's yeah. one that came down yeah. with with Gus. So, um, yeah, that was that was a good a good kind of wild game. But yeah, other than that, there wasn't much to to watch on Saturday. It's not, it's not a no, none of the high profile matchups that we wanted. College does that. There's there's. Weeks like a great this, week, like and this then, week coming up, right. right? And then there's two or three where you're like, uh, mm, it's a great week to go upset. clean the gutter, right? Yeah. Or, or whatever you got to do. And so. they, they, which just drives me crazy, the scheduling this year because this week they lump them all the good games together, right? So, so, so Penn State, Ohio State, typically that would be an eight o'clock game, right? right? Like three, a night game. It's a three thirty game, right? Three thirty game. NC State Notre Dame. Three thirty game. Georgia Florida, Florida, which isn't a national, but for us, that's an important game. Three thirty. Three thirty. Uh, it's so so. TCU Iowa State. Three thirty. I mean, there's one decent game at night, and it's only decent because we live in Georgia, and that's Georgia, Georgia Tech, Tech Clemson, Clemson right? right? So outside of people that have a rooting interest, it's not like the eyes of the nation are going to be on that one. No, they're not. Because contrary, Clemson. contrary to Georgia Tech popular belief, it's yeah. Because Clemson's kind of you know they're they're gonna have to claw their way back up into the contention in the talks, which they easily could. But I mean, you're not talking about a, a top three or four team right now that everybody is gonna watch that game. So I, mm, that's that's just rough with four games going on at three thirty, four good games going on, and well, three good games, and then the Georgia game. So. Right. Uh, so whoever schedules needs these, these TV uh, networks need to get together, sort everything out, and yep. not be competing against each other. Yep. Uh, you know, we, we just talked about Clemson, ranked number seven behind you know two teams from the Big Ten: Wisconsin, Ohio State. Uh, two teams from the, uh, three teams, excuse me: Penn State, Wisconsin, Ohio State, uh, TCU, and of course Alabama and Georgia up there as well. So they they're going to need some help along the way to get back in, and they're going to have to take care of their business. Yeah, uh, each weekend and week out. Because um, do you think there's any way a Big Ten team isn't in? I mean, there's no no possible the, way. I think the only way that happens is if Ohio State beats Penn State, and then the Ohio State loses to Michigan, and then whoever comes out of that conference against Wisconsin beats Wisconsin. I think that might be the only way a Big Ten team does not get in. Yeah, I can't I mean, see a, a lot of things. Chance. A lot of things have to happen. Yeah, because um, you know that at least one. And so, say Ohio State beats Penn State this weekend. Ohio State, in my eyes, then would be a lock to get right back in it mm-hmm. because yep. they're they're just not going to get let, left out. I think right. the Pac-12 is going to get left out. Well, I don't think they'll get a team in. Well, they're not playing like they want to get a team right. in either. So they're the odd, odd, odd team out. And you know, we, is it is it possible if if TCU gets tripped up along the way, which is very possible, that we have for the first time two, just two team, just teams from two conferences, the SEC and the Big Ten. Mm. Maybe so. There'd have to be some ACC chaos going. Yeah. On. Right, Which, I don't think. Here's what I think. I think a one loss, a one loss. There's only going to be one SEC team in unless Georgia beats Alabama mm-hmm. in the title game. Mm-hmm. But then a one loss, Alabama. I think will get in. Mm-hmm. A one loss, Georgia will not get that benefit in my eyes. I agree with that. Regardless of what happens. So, I, yeah, I could. I guess so. Wisconsin doesn't deserve to be anywhere near the playoff because their schedule is absolutely atrocious. So the uh, Wisconsin uh, essentially has scheduled uh, Berry College, yeah, Shorter College, uh, Young Harris, Mercer, Young Harris, mm-hmm. Jacksonville University. Uh, they scheduled UNF and they won by forfeit because UNF doesn't have a football team. <laughs> Creekview High School. Yeah, they they just barely beat Creekview, and yeah. that's that's their. Uh, yeah, pathetic. Because I don't think they'll have a ranked team all year now that Michigan's unranked. Yeah, I mean until the championship. I mean, come on, yeah, come they, on. Hey, that's and the, they're sitting there, little number five. They got to realign that conference. <sighs> yeah, you got to drop somebody down there. You got to you got to put Penn State down there. Something that would make the most sense. Right. And uh, and just shake things up because yeah. good lord, unless Nebraska hires some superstar coach and becomes competitive, it's just gonna it's just so mm. blah. Yeah. Blah. Wisconsin just cruises along, uh, playing nobody. 
racking up stats and Whatever. but their day will come they will come their day yeah these things sort themselves yeah. out don't they yep they because we're sitting here do. talking about it who knows what's going to happen in the next yeah. five weeks it could blow up yeah like it always does yeah can we talk nfl real quick if you want to yeah first of all i, I, I i'm going to spare many of the falcons fans by talking about uh the game yeah. But I do want to talk about the Falcons. But before I talk about the Falcons, I want to talk about Saxon. I mean Jacksonville. Yeah. Another ten sack game. I understand it was Indy. Okay. I know it was a Jacoby Brissett. But he's a he's a running threat. He's right. harder to sack. Yeah. Not for Jacksonville. Not for <laughs> not for Jacksonville. Uh, what, what makes what what warmed my heart as I was we were you know, had my son in the car and he's like, Daddy, um, remember that guy for the Jaguars? Where I think he wore number fifty. I was like, Oh, Telvin Smith. He goes, Yeah, Telvin Smith. He did really good against the <laughs> I was like, Finally, yes, son. Finally, finally. <laughs> another Jacksonville I, fan is born, making yes. Jacksonville fan number like two thousand. Whatever it takes. <laughs> Whatever it takes. So the, That's the awesome. Jaguars uh, once once again tie for first in the yeah, and uh, the the uh, Titans struggle with went to overtime against Cleveland. Yes, Yeesh. Yeesh. not looking so awesome. No, Falcons zero three against the AFC East, uh, down by the Patriots. One of the things I do want to talk about is all preseason. I heard every sports talk radio guy personality talk about how great the Falcons were going to be this year, how explosive they were on offense, who they got back, the draft, just gushing and ooing and awing over the Falcons. And I don't remember the stats, but I, I always remember this. That normally the Super Bowl loser, rarely did they make it back to the Super yeah. Bowl or have a season similar to what they did. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody was ready to tie, quarter, strangle, whatever you want to torture Kyle Shanahan after the Super Bowl. And now the comment is that we don't know if Sarkeesian's the right guy. Yeah. But when you hired him, he was, you know. And remember the year before, everyone wanted Shanahan booted. Right. Right? Right. So his first year, their offense was not very good, which coincided with a bad offensive line. And then this year, that it's not, all, it's, not all that good. I mean, there are head scratchers. Like, they get down to the one-yard line and – Throw the ball and then run a jet sweep to Taylor Gabriel when you've got Freeman. I mean, there's but every coordinator has head scratchers. Yeah, they they kind of outthink themselves. I, I think it, I think if you keep it simple and line it up, we talked about this before. You know, get down the goal line, line it up in the eye, and just demoralize somebody mm-hmm. by pounding them straight ahead. But maybe the Falcons' offensive line is still getting. They were just trouble. outclassed on both sides. Though. Just just completely in that game, though. I mean, but, I mean that was and, and New England has been gashed. By just about every offense they've played this year. I mean, Deshaun yeah. Watson put up, I think, 35 on them. Of course, he's one of the top quarterbacks in the league now, apparently, with their <laughs> touchdown passes. But um, but every offense they've faced has had success against them until last night. But it's like I told you, the in those big prime matchups, Belichick always comes out and makes a statement and yeah. seems to, to do well in those. So it's not all that surprising to me. So it's... We'll see. Uh, much remains to be seen. They, the Falcons will close out their AFC uh, East portion of the schedule this week with the New York Jets. Jets? Bills. Oh, they already played the Bills. The Jets. So it's got to be the J-E-T-S. Jets, Let me Jets, also Jets. make a comment that if, if you're one of the people that when Sark makes a poor decision or doesn't have a good game, if you say anything about... Ah, he must be drinking again, or anything like that. You you are a crappy, terrible human being. That's low rent. Yeah, I just want to point that out too. Yeah, but uh, the Jets, you should be able to bounce back against the uh, against the mighty Josh McCown and the mighty Jets. Is that who they got? Yeah, yes, the mighty Jets. And um, hey, Julio got his first touchdown of the uh, year. He basically ripped that ball away <laughs> in garbage time. Yeah. They finally said, "Hey, let's <laughs> number eleven plays for us. Let's throw to him." And look what happens. That's amazing. So, well, the Falcons uh, clo- they after this week they get into uh, NFC play um, with uh, going to Car- well going to Par- Carolina the week of November fifth. So, uh, challenging schedule for the Falcons as as we take a look. They've got uh, still left on the dock at the Panthers, the Cowboys, the Seahawks, and the Buccaneers are kind of in disarray. Vikings, eh, the Saints, you know. For much of everybody's chagrin, to everybody's chagrin, the Saints are leading that uh, conference, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so, 
<sighs> Cam Newton we'll next week or we, two weeks. We'll see. We will see. Cam declined to meet with the media today. No comment. No yeah. comment. Is there no a comment. is there a whinier superstar in the NFL that 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 acts like a four year old that you took his favorite truck away? I don't know if there's a whinier, but I know there's no other superstar that dresses as hideous as he does. Dude, he pouts. He pouts like a child if things aren't going his way. This is what I was just laughing. At. By the way. <laughs> Yeah, Cam. Cam yeah. Uh, no one at his level should need attention as badly as he does. No, and he just really. I mean, if he's if everything's going good, he wants to be front and center. Yeah, and yeah. Not, and if not, he's going to walk out of press conferences or just not show up. I mean, if he doesn't want to talk, why don't he just say, "I'm just here so I don't get fined." Yeah, I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> right? Is my three minutes up? Done. Speaking of the guy that said that, ran out on the field and pushed a ref last yeah, week and he got, suspended, yeah, he got and suspended. then snuck back into the game and sat in the stands and started and 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 then joined in an f the Chiefs chant in this. <laughs> that Dude, he is, is a nuts. priceless, he is priceless crazy. gift. Uh, I'm so glad he's back in the NFL. Me you too. know what's crazy? He took the. Uh, Bart, which is the equivalent of Marta here in Atlanta, the Bay Area Rapid Transit. I think he took it to the game. Uh, either to or from the game, from yeah. his home. I, mean, just I think tra- that's where he was chanting that at, actually. Okay. was on the... On public transit? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. That's your public <laughs> yeah. superstar. Could you imagine Julio Jones on Marta? No. Matt Ryan on Marta? Mm-mm. Probably not. We're, not going mean, to happen. Yeah, that's but cool. But Marshawn? He's a man of the people. He's a different, different kind of dude. Yeah, exactly. You ready to get into this week? Yeah. We could talk about last week a lot. But and we got a lot of games to get yeah, to. Yeah, so let's... Hurry. Some games we don't really care about. Uh, we are going to go with, is it six games this week? Yeah, six college. So no NFL games for so, all the people picking. You are spared the, the difficulty and the agony misery. of NFL games, misery right? Misery of NFL. So let's recap last week's pick, shall we? No, let's not. Okay. I don't want to do that. One of us went three and one, and one of us went the opposite of three and one. But and I don't want to brag about my record, so let's. Just <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. But y'all keep on making picks and fi- and fighting. You yeah, know? keep fighting. There's a chance you can win our I'm money. I'm sitting in a pretty it. comfy first right now, but <laughs> that long, could long way to go. Like a, hey, long way humility to go. is a week away, as Kirby Smart says. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about Kirby in a minute. Big let's 12. talk about. Let's go Big Twelve. We will go start with Oklahoma State, West Virginia. We have got a couple of big matchups in the Big Twelve. Top twenty-five matchups. Oklahoma State, a seven-and-a-half-point road favorite at West Virginia. You sent me a stat this week. Will Greer has more touchdowns this season as a West Virginia quarterback than Florida that Florida Gators have since he was dismissed from the football team. So that would be a cool stat if Will Greer had, like, I don't know, 50 touchdowns. He's got 26. Yeah. And the Gators – uh, I don't know how many they had this season. Three, four, four five? five, five. I think it's. I, it, they said it was four, but I think it might be five. It, I mean, you can count it on one hand. Right. Whatever it is, not strong. They're not at all. Not at all. So, um, uh, yeah, Greer's lighting it up out 2400, there. Twenty four hundred. So he's got twenty four hundred yards passing, a little twenty four hundred yards, twenty six touchdowns and five picks. Uh, their pass first offense. We know that Holgerson is, is pass first guy. Cro- Justin Crawford leading the rushing attack, 639 Good rush. yards. He's from Douglasville, I think. Yeah, yeah. We got seven TDs as well. Uh, well. Something that jumped out at me: Gary Jennings and David Sills, 56 and 46 receptions, uh, respectively. Um, and Sills has uh, 15 touchdown receptions. So, I mean, these are two teams that can really light up a scoreboard if they give yeah, it a chance. Yeah, which good because West Virginia doesn't play defense. Not at all. Uh, <laughs> Mason Rudolph, uh, to his credit, 2,650 yards passing with 19 TDs and four picks. So, stats very uh, similar to uh, Will Greer. Should be high scoring, fun yeah. to watch, shootout. Yeah. Yeah. I got, you know, Pokes had three go to receivers with over 30 catches on the season. Um, I, I, in my notes, I just said what you had. I think the, the team with the ball at the very end of the game wins it. Uh-huh. Uh, I like the Mountaineers at home. I think seven and a half is too much. I, I, I believe the Mountaineers win this one outright. I think they'll have the ball last, go down and win. Since neither team really plays much defense, I've got West Virginia 45, Oklahoma State 40. I like that. I like that. That could, yeah, that could very easily happen. That's that's a yeah, that's a big line to be on the road against a, an offense like that. Mm-hmm. When you, um, 
when you just barely squeak by Texas. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I think it'll be high scoring going back and forth. I don't think Oklahoma State will cover will, will cover seven and a half either. Um, and Greer will have. I think it'll Greer and Rudolph going back and forth. Um, as for a number, I'll say I think Oklahoma State will win, but okay. I think it'll be we'll get say 42 to 38 Oklahoma State. All right. There we go. So we both uh, we both think that number seven and a half is too, too much. much. For Oklahoma Definitely State too to cover. much. Yeah. Moving right along, let's stay in the Big Ten. Uh, Big another 12. right. 10, 12, 14, 16. How many teams are in them? <laughs> Um, uh, gosh, it's been a long day. The, fr- <laughs> the frogs against the cyclones. cyclones. Yes, uh, Texas Christian again, an, another road favorite. Six and a half points. Uh, get given up six and a half points at Iowa State in Ames. Ranked Iowa State now. Yeah, top twenty-five team. I think what twenty-three, twenty. Yeah, right up there. Like Tops so and maybe twenty-five. Okay, so but they're in top yeah. twenty-five. They can yeah, say that. It counts, and that's why we're covering it, right? Uh-huh. Um. TC. Higher ranked than Tech is. Yeah, yeah. T- which Tech? Georgia Tech. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about Tennessee Tech. <laughs> no, man. West Virginia Tech? Anyways. Uh, the t- Cyclones. <laughs> um, look, the closest game that uh, TCU did have was a seven-point win over West Virginia. Kenny Hill, pretty efficient, 70% passes, uh, 70% completion percentage, 15 touchdowns, three picks. Uh, they're a they're a kind of lighted up offense, but they haven't lit it up every you know week in and week out. They've won games in a few different ways, so mm-hmm. battle tested. I don't know a whole lot about Iowa State. I've not only thing I know about Iowa State is that they beat Oklahoma. Yeah, and I um, think they're living off that. Yeah, that, quite that's, a bit. Yeah, that's that's a lot to uh, to. Uh, to live up to, uh, you know, looking at stats, Jacob Park, I think he's seen has most seen most responsibility at the QB position. Mm-hmm. Eleven hundred eighty yards. Former passing. Georgia guy, Georgia I, Bulldog. I mean, he's from South Carolina, but formed grew out his hair real long, and mm. now he's out there. But he wasn't playing when they beat Oklahoma. Oh, he, is he back starting? I, I don't know if he's starting. He, he or was not. hurt. He's, okay, the backup came in and so, beat Oklahoma. At uh, any rate, uh, David Montgomery leading rush with 642 yards. So no, I mean it, those stats don't don't stick out to anybody. You know, Iowa uh-huh. State doesn't doesn't surprise anybody. I don't think that six and a half is a ton of points here for Texas I Christian. Do I don't think I think they may play Iowa State may play a little more defense than the rest of the Big Twelve. I like Texas Christian to go on the road and win and cover. I got them winning 27-17. So ten points. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm with you. Um, I, like I said, I think Iowa State's just kind of living off that uh, Oklahoma win, and I don't think they can come any, anywhere close to keeping up with TCU. So so you have them winning by ten. I have them winning by more than two touchdowns, thirty-five twenty, just handily taking care of them. I don't think it'll be close at you know past the second quarter. So Texas Christian taking yeah, the trash. Gary Patterson, I trust. And Gary, we trust. All right, let's move right along. We're, uh, let's go to the um, let's go to Notre Dame, the Irish, the Irish the Wolfpack, yeah. my childhood team. NC State, man, uh, after an unremarkable loss to South a Carolina, terrible, terrible loss. Yeah, they've reeled off what six straight, five straight, six straight. Yeah, been uh, strong, been strong. Beat you know. Beat Florida State at the time. It looked like a good win, but now it's kind of a, <laughs> every yeah. So yeah. what everybody's doing it, you know. Yeah, everybody. Like Geico commercial, so easy a caveman can do it. Um, yeah, Florida State's Florida State wins aren't looking quite as good these days, but hey, at the time it was it's still strong. I mean, laugh about Florida State, but they still got plenty of talent on both sides of the ball, so that is a good win. Good win. They won in Doak. Um, Dave Doran. Yeah, he's kind of getting it done at, at North Carolina State. Uh, we, I know we, we highlighted uh, the ACC in our, one of our pregame, um, pregame shows that was probably the most boring pregame or podcast we've ever oh, had in our life. It was miserable, oh, was so we won't really recap that. Um, you know, at the time they beat Florida State, Florida State was a top, 
top 15 team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they beat Louisville. They were top 25 team, top 20 team. Um, they got another test with Notre Dame, but, you know, top 10 team. We, I, I like um, – uh, gosh, now his name is escaping me. Finley? Finley. Uh, and – Jalen Samuels, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, kind of do it all guy. Yeah, and yeah, he's just an all-purpose back. You know, Ryan Finley is pretty. You know, he's serviceable at quarterback yeah. back there. Uh, tell you what, the player I like who was who really caused a lot of disruptions against Florida State, and I don't have all of his stats, but uh, Bradley Chubb, Beast. Out of, right here in Georgia. Beast, uh, yeah, that's Nicholas's uh, cousin, but Bradley's from Powder Springs. Mm-hmm. He is a uh, yeah, single-handedly just basically destroyed Florida State, yeah. didn't he? Um. He, you know, but the Notre Dame has two. We, we heard during the Notre Dame Georgia game about the two offensive linemen that were yeah. NFL talents that and left just, side, yeah, and then they just got absolutely ate, eaten up, abused. Um, They've been strong since then. Yeah, they have. Maybe they haven't faced, but a they haven't faced it like Georgia, and they haven't faced a Chubb. Yeah, so, Bradley Chubb. So Bradley Chubb coming in here, him and his buddies on defense. They've got to stop Brandon Wimbush uh, and Josh Adams. That's that's going to be key for them. Yeah. Uh, you know, Wimbush's main receiving threat is your boy Equiminius Saint Brown. Saint Brown, who's whose younger brother, by the way, is a is a five star this year. Oh. Amon Ra Saint Brown, and uh, is probably going to Notre Dame. So, not it's not the same name as Equiminius. It's not as good as that, but it's it's another interesting one. Yes. Just while we're speaking of Saint Browns. Uh, he's got uh, 18 receptions for 240 yards. Not not lighting the world on fire, but for no, what Notre Dame does, yeah, they don't uh, possession they don't receiver. Throw a ton. They, they it's a big that's their big play guy. Notre Dame is um, they're seven and a half point favorite at home. It's a game I think they should win. I think North Carolina State is built to give them some trouble, and don't ask me why. I just like Chubb. Uh, I like Samuel. Um, I, I think those guys can. I think they can score some points and keep it close defensively. So I think Notre Dame wins this game. I got him winning 27 21. 27. So the, so the pack covers. Yes. Oh, I'm with you. I think NC State's tough, but I just don't think they're all that great of a team. And um, and as good as Chubb is, I think he's 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 one man there on defense that's going to have, and his strength is, is more pass rush. So I think Notre Dame will continue what they're doing and kind of rolling. And I don't, I don't think NC State will be able to put up a ton of points against them. So give me a Notre Dame twenty-seven also, and NC State seventeen. So you've got Notre Dame to cover. Yeah. And so I've got Notre Dame not to cover. Yeah. All right. So we differ there. Yes, we do. And we'll move on. Do we want to stay in the Midwest? Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. knock that out before we get to the regional games. All right. Maybe the the best the best matchup. matchup. Yeah, definitely. Best matchup on paper, uh, Penn State, uh, number two ranked Penn State, traveling to Columbus, uh, and everything you you read that and you're like, oh, you know what Penn State's done this season? You think they're the favorite, right? You would think <laughs> logic would dictate, <laughs> yeah, that they're the favorite. Yeah. So Penn State is a six point dog. Dog on the road. Yeah, number two team. They are a road dog. And the last time Ohio State played a ranked team at home, they got crushed, right? Well, they Oklahoma. lost. They lost the rights to their stadium. And so, Baker why Mayfield. not give them make them a six point favorite right. against arguably the best team in the country? Okay. <laughs> hey, but Vegas knows a lot. Well, yeah, they know a lot more than most people do. Hey, so what? Whatever. It it might be a sucker bet, but I I would not. I just can't. I can't see it. I can't see them slowing Penn State down enough and and yeah. making the play being they're just not that explosive, and I don't think their defense is good enough to slow them down um, to slow Penn State down. Well, we've seen I mean Ohio State since uh, since the Oklahoma loss is kind of they've been playing well, but they haven't been playing uh, a caliber of team that yeah. that would make you think, hey, the, the, you know these guys are back. They're doing what they have to do to stay in the race for national title game. Um, quietly too yeah you know yeah. they're kind of just lurking there nobody's mm-hmm. talking about them and whoop, whoop, they're number seven yeah so you're like well and how's know, it gonna go james franklin's coaching his butt off um i, I you know I, I know that jt barrett is you know 
passed for 21 touchdowns and one interception, so he's doing the right things. Once again, we talked about the level of competition he's playing against. Um, J.K. Dobbins, you know, pretty impressive, that big offensive line for Oklahoma. Uh, and their defensive line that was better than the one at Miami or whatever the, the line was that Shiano had mentioned. This isn't Indiana, it's not Nebraska, and it's not Maryland, okay? Yeah. I've got Penn State winning this game outright. I think it's close, similar to last season. Uh, Penn State 30, Ohio State 28. That is a close one. So so I think um, you know how Franklin is a feisty guy, right? Extremely. Yeah, feisty. It seems like the kind of guy that would hold a grudge on you. And uh, I think this is a a revenge game for them after last year, too, Mm -hmm. getting bumped by, knocked off by Ohio State. And then they thought that, you know, they thought Ohio State took their took their playoff spot. So I think they're going to go in there motivated. I don't. Barrett Barrett's made plays, but he still just doesn't. He doesn't look like an elite quarterback to me. Like he just doesn't. I don't know. In big games, he he hasn't he hasn't impressed me all that much. So I'm very close to your score. No way Ohio State will cover. Thirty four thirty one. Penn State. We both like the Nittany Lions. Yeah, everybody likes the Nittany Lions. Which, Jump. by the way, my favorite uniform in college football. Is it really? Yeah. Still keeping the throwback, simple, the most simple jersey. In- Man, it is clean looking, though. <sighs> Can't stand it. Wait, wait. I'm wrong. I said revenge game for Penn State. Well, they didn't lose to Ohio State last well, year. But they did get bumped from the, yeah, the playoff. Yeah, and I think exactly. that's where you're going that's with that. That's what I was going yeah, to so, so they do have... Uh, Unfinished business yes. with with Ohio State. Absolutely. So. If I'm not mistaken, that was one of those whiteout games. They're all whiteouts, it seems like nowadays. I guess. Oh, uh, let's. Uh, and uh, what's it called? Um, I think Ohio State's doing something gimmicky this week. They have some gray uniforms or some yeah, special yeah, uniforms, yeah. which everybody does every week. Yeah, it seems like. Yeah, just go back to your regular jersey. And yeah, be normal. Now let's come to the South. Our regional games, maybe not on everybody's radar around the country. Um, one day when we're simulcast, we might change that. But for now, we're playing to our audience. Yeah. Georgia Tech, traveling to beautiful Clemson, South Carolina. 14 and a half point underdog Ooh. to a Clemson team that lost its last time out yeah. to Syracuse. Now, the good thing for Clemson, this game is not being played on Friday. Right, no that's, more. That's a bonus. No more high school schedule for uh-uh. Clemson, right? Uh, Tigers ranked number seven. Kelly Bryant, all signs that he's back. Clear concussion protocol. Ankle's fine, if I'm not mistaken. I, yeah, they they say that. I don't think that ankle's fine. Um, I don't know. That ankle looked pretty banged up in two weeks. You and I both know two weeks is not no, enough time to no. get 100. percent No, give him a shot. Give him a pill. Pat him on the butt. He's ready to go. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, here the Tigers. We know that they're, they're going to get a healthy dose uh, from Georgia Tech of Taquan Marshall and uh, Carvante Benson. Uh, those two have combined over 1,300 yards rushing this season. Uh, the Jackets. One thing to note: they're only completing 51% of their passes. They only throw about nine times a game. Uh, only about average about seven or eight yards per uh, pass pass completion. Um, I mean, Clemson has had an extra week. Defensively, we know they can be nasty. Uh, they've had an extra week to prepare for their Georgia Tech, you know, option attack. I like Clemson in this game. I really do. I like that it's in Death Valley. Um, but Georgia Tech will give you fits, and I think they'll stick around long enough to give Clemson a fit in a fight. Uh, maybe a late touchdown kind of makes this. This game's going to be closer than the score indicates, in my opinion. I got Clemson 31, Tech 21. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is killing me. I haven't made, I have. I still, as we speak, I have not, I have not picked one. I mean, I know what I'm going to take against the spread. I'm going to take Tech against the spread. But I'm going back and forth wanting to pick Tech straight up. Because, I, and man, I, I think they'll, the only thing that gives me pause is that Clemson's D-line, in my opinion, is so good. Mm-hmm. And they got pushed around by Syracuse. But with two weeks, they should be angry. I, I just don't know offensively what they'll do. That's the thing that keeps me from picking Tech straight up, is is how good that D-line is. Mm-hmm. 
So I don't think I can. Man, I started to write down tech win in this game, but I don't. I just can't do it. I can't do it. Um, I'll say, but I do think it'll be close. I'll say Clemson 35, Tech 28. And I'm with you. I think it'll be tight. If 14 half points is way too much for me. It's just way too much for this band. And with the history of it, I just can't. I can't see. I, I don't understand that line. So I think Tech will easily cover that. So, and uh, it wouldn't shock me if they won. So, but... Straight up, I mean, which straight up doesn't matter for our picks. So. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Not at all. So we're both taking tech cover, uh, against the points. So, so we're, we're towing the line here this week. Last but not least, uh, probably the biggest game for us. Uh, yeah. Because um, you're a Gator hater. I'm a Gator hater. You're, so you have a, an interest in this. Yeah, I have an interest. So I started to, to run down and do a... Their uniforms for the week, though, by the way. They're new Nike. <laughs> Yeah. We'll post a picture of that on our yeah. on our Twitter feed. That's <laughs> Florida, Georgia, the world's largest outdoor cocktail, cocktail party, party, which yes. no one's supposed to say in, in the media um, for this whatever stupid reason they asked them to stop saying that. So they just come up with some, but that's what it, it is. Because if we stop saying it, people will drink less. That's the thing. Come on, it's just the word cocktail. It's not. Yeah, we're not. It's not like we're. Dropping I mean, F-bombs yeah. here. Come on. Hey, one of the one of the cool things about this robbery is the fact that the Gators forgot how bad they were playing. And Chauncey Gardner, uh, Florida defensive back. He he with the worst tackle percentage, missed tackle rate in the SEC, by the way. That was that was brought up on yeah. Twitter this week before he said that. And he says what well, uh, he's the worst tackler in the SEC. He said Frome throws simple passes. And, uh, you know, yeah. my, yeah. Anybody can complete a slant. Yeah. Well, here's my Except deal. Except for Felipe Franks. <laughs> Maybe he was, yeah, he didn't understand the it's question. It's fake juice, man. It's fake juice. It's fake m- false bravado. Yeah. Extremely, especially um, if he knows anything about football, why would why would um, the Georgia offensive coordinator, why would he ever put, when we goes back to the statement we said before, you put your player in the best position to win, and, and Fromm does not have complete control of the entire Georgia playbook. So why not? I think do, he does. Uh, I don't By the way, he, I, don't I think, think he does. does. I would be really willing little, to bet you he does. A little bravado here. He is the, uh, but you ease, you ease him into yeah. into that offense, right? And so right. if if he can complete that slant and um, – a uh, wide receiver can turn that into a 15-yard gain, then why not run It's funny because that's one of the throws that he's struggled with more than anything else this year is the slant. Right. So, uh, yeah, Gardner, I mean, come on. And and Josh Hammond saying they're not going to beat us because they can't beat Florida, which, yeah, that's true. We haven't beat them historically over the last 20 years very many times. Actually, But this the, is a different – I, I actually, said this week. Go ahead, go ahead. Like, history hasn't been good to us in Jacksonville, but history isn't going to be on the field. It doesn't matter. Well, you talk about history, though. Uh, Florida's won the last three games. Yeah. Georgia won the three prior to yeah. that. So it's not It's not like Florida has dominated. Right. Like, Georgia hasn't won in, like, 20 years. That's not what we're yeah. talking about. You now, have to go back 25 years, and then it's it's five or six or something right. that we've won. But then if you go back further, which is just about as relevant... Uh, we did fine, so that none of that none of that matters. It, it, the the history of it, and there's a ton of scared, skittish, timid Georgia fans that are well. And I used to not predict wins in this mm. for a while because there wasn't you know because of the history of it and all. But there's still a lot of them this year. When you I mean just look at the two teams, and just look at them on the field. And what the if you're all if the thing that's holding you back from predicting a win is because the history of it. I mean, come on. I've just, there's just so many scared little Georgia fans that I've seen this week, and it's I, I just can't stand it because it's just, who cares about that? Are you ready to get my take on this? Yeah. Uh, just a fact here. Since I entered high school, yeah. okay, in 1990, Florida is 21-6 and six Yeah. against Georgia. Unbelievable. Yeah. 21-6, yeah. and six, okay? Uh the and Gators, most of those games, they had better players and yeah, better coaches. The Gators have a fierce defense, and they will confuse and stymie the Georgia Bulldogs. Let's not get lost on history here, okay? Because I love history. Yeah. Georgia has a history of choking. It's in their nature. 
All right. Every year. In the, in the university's nature, or was it the coach? The football team, just in general. Okay. doesn't matter who the coach is. Yeah. Georgia chokes, okay. right? They won just one. like Clemson did for a while. They won one. I'm not a Clemson fan. I couldn't care less. No, but I'm saying Clemsoning was a thing. Yeah. And then they went and won a national championship. Exactly. It's the same thing, right? Every now and then, every every 38, 40, 50 years, you win a national title. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. That's how it works. Georgia. Gotcha. Everything says to this game to me that Georgia should win this one 41 to 14. I started to go through all the stats, and I was like, forget it. There's no reason for me to go through stats in this game. All right. I am a Floridian. I hate the Gators. I own Jorts. I believe in the power of Jorts. Gators win this game. Upset and shocked. Straight up. Straight up. Straight up. Tell me how that's going to go, Art. It's going to go like this. Uh, The Gators are going to score 27 points. Offensively? Uh, Let let me get to that. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Just curious. That's three touchdowns, two defensive, one rushing touchdown. They'll be able to control uh, time of possession on the ground. Okay. They'll limit what Greer can do. Greer. Greer. Oh, my gosh. Felipe Franks has uh, can do it would be like uh, losing a Harris, Treyon Harris. With, yeah, we yeah. did lose the Treyon. Yeah, exactly. And a nasty defense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Florida Gators score two defensive touchdowns. They will expose Jake from State mm-hmm. Farm. All right. Expose him. <laughs> two defensive touchdowns. Georgia fights back, has a chance to. Tie it at 27. Kirby elects to go for two and is denied. Denied by Chauncey Gardner to rub salt in the wound of the Georgia fan. Say goodnight. Once again, Georgia. Title hopes dash by the Florida Gators. 27-26. you wrote, the Gators will expose Georgia as a fraud. They are a fraud. The Bulldogs okay. are a fraud. They are a fraud. I'm going on record. <laughs> Fraudulent. It's like rubber 27 chew. points for Florida. Oh, yeah. My Lord. And and they're going to run all over. <laughs> hey, you you do you. <laughs> you whatever, whatever you think. Yeah, that's. Man, and that, and we wonder why you're under 500 on your pants. <laughs> never, no, t- anyway. never, never take a stock tip from and me. This, <laughs> and this isn't like a reverse jinx thing you're doing, like a, a Falcon thing, right? No. no. <laughs> You would, right, you would man, hope you would I'm, hope it was. I, you man, would hope I'm, it was. I, I don't mean to like mock that pick because there's a you that could easily happen. I just, <laughs> you just said that you look. I just can't fathom what from this year you would look at that would lead you to believe that is a possible scenario. Uh, from I, this year, I because said because when 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 Georgia shows up, they'll be wearing those red and black uniforms no, that it says Georgia. But that's not from this season. I said from this season. Yeah, that, that's why. They're wearing that's, those, those that's Georgia last, uniforms. That's, that's the last hundred years of Georgia football. <laughs> <laughs> this, the, you know that Florida squeaked a lucky win by Kentucky. Oh, yeah. Okay. Kentucky, oh, yeah. I mean, is a strong team. They they played Mississippi State tough in a 45-7 loss this past week. They squeaked by Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Tennessee also has had some strong performances this year. Be tick. All right, so the history be damned. I'm like I said. Normally, I'd be hesitant hesitant to be bold in this in this. But Florida is a terrible football team, and they have a coach that's on his way out. Doesn't seem to be there. He's making up fake death threats. Which, by the way, he said. Did you see that? He said that they were receiving death threats, and then the oh. university releases a statement and made a point at the end to say, "We asked Coach Mac." Coach McElwain about this, and he provided no additional details. <laughs> at first, I think at first he said his players' families were receiving death threats, and then he re- retracted that statement and said it was him that was receiving. Yeah. So when when your university, who should be backing you and everything, says he did not provide any additional details, and then he today he starts talking about it and goes on these vague things and says something like, "Well, if it becomes unmanageable, then we'll talk about it more." Like, is that when somebody dies? <laughs> Anyways, so he's on his way out. He doesn't. He he's just 
seems disinterested. You have two players with fake juice, and when you resort to that sort of thing, you're you're toast. Man, I don't care. I don't. I don't. Do not care one bit about the history of this. Um, normally, I would, but these two teams are so the the gap in talent and. I'm not going to say coaching because he's won two East titles, but the talent gap to me is so huge. And offensively, they've ever see I and a lot of people think that McIlwain got got by with Will Muschamp's defensive mm-hmm. players for the last few years, mm-hmm. and he has he's an offensive guy and he has had a good off. You just pointed out Will Greer's got more touchdowns in their yes, team since then, and he didn't play an entire season, <laughs> you know. So it's like they had. A, they had 12 games, head start, and they still couldn't outpace the guy that basically McIlwain just let walk. Um, so i uh, trying to think of a score. Oh, I will be generous to Florida and stop Georgia at 42 points, and I will be generous to Florida, and I will give them 13 points. 42-13. I don't give a damn about history. So this, you're saying this bridge should be 29, 28 and a half. I think it should you, be 25. 25 yeah. is what you're saying. So would you give me 25 points if we're going to put a bet on it? Yeah. Right. And you give me 25 points. Yeah. Knowing that Georgia's going to lose because they, they're going <laughs> to... <they're gonna, laughs> I'll give you 25 points. <laughs> on the air, I will I will sit in whatever you want. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll take it. How about lunch at Old Country Place? That's when I'd be happy to lose. All right. Yeah, it's 25 done. points. It's in the record books here. If Georgia, if Florida covers 25. Now, um, you, you, you hey, listen, win. if Florida wins that game straight up, I will buy you five dinners or lunches at lunches, Old Country Place. Yeah. I don't want to go dinners. I, I'd eat no, lunch, so let's yeah. do lunch. Oh, well, I'll give you five lunches at Old Country Place, which for anyone listening in the Cherokee County area, is the best barbecue in the county absolutely, by far. Absolutely. Got to so. visit Old Country Place and the Kroger Shopping Center at the corner of Hickory Flat Here Highway and 140. Yeah. They are not a sponsor. But Locally owned. Yes. They're not officially a sponsor, yeah. but um, yeah. So Sequoia High School grad. Uh, yeah, yeah. A buddy of mine growing up, He's um, he knows how to cook meat and other yeah. food very well. So good, good, good. yeah. So that's on the line. Um, so not only that's is that on the a line. no win bet for me because I don't win anything if they. Do cover, but I will happily take your OCP. Yeah, fair enough. Fair to me. Um, yeah, it is. Not only twenty five is a lot of points. I should maybe have said twenty one. Yeah, well, I, I I walked you right into it. I don't you, care. You've been so confident all week. I, I am. Knew I, I'm trying not to be, but I am. It's just it's tell you just, what. I I have a chance to win Daniel Allen's money. You have a chance to win our money. Yeah. Make your picks. Get out there. We've got six games this week. Is it really a week for people to make some ground? Oh, for sure. Or just to jump in the, the, the discussion, right? Yeah. If you haven't if you haven't been playing, jump in now. Now's the time. Six, six wins will get you right up there in the thick of things. Yes, absolutely. Amongst the competition. So. Absolutely. Especially with me picking Florida to beat Georgia. <laughs> oh, hey. Hey, it's bold. If you're going to be wrong, be wrong with conviction. That's what I've heard. Yeah, I thought that was a, um, a reverse jinx thing because you no, hated Florida. I didn't no. know you really thought that. Yeah, I believe that in the bottom, of, the bottom of my heart. That uh, Not cover. I can see cover. I could, I, would, I would get that. Straight up. Yeah. <laughs> Strange things happen to Georgia Bulldogs when yeah, they cross they, the they St. Do. Mary's that, River. That is true, man. A lot of strange things happen on the banks of St. John. Yes, so... Whatever, I love it. Absolutely, and I did Cursed say place I did there. say across the St. Mary's. I want to go on record because the St. Mary's is the border yeah. of Florida and Georgia down at, on ninety five for folks that are traveling down that way out of southeast Georgia and eastern part of state. But um, a lot of Florida tickets really cheap on stuff. Huh? I bet they are. I guess they're just they don't care. They got better they, things to do. They they do not like McElwain down there yeah, right now. They don't, and since the Jaguars are in first place and have a bye week, then they this is a getaway week for most Gator fans because yeah. most Gator fans are Jaguars fans, and you know they just want to get away for... Don't need to be in Jacksonville. They're getting a lot more joy out of Jacksonville than they would be Florida. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. For a change. Yeah. First time for everything. You got a wild card tonight. I didn't come up with one. Uh... <sighs> Do we need one? I don't know if we do. <laughs> we we covered six games. 
Uh, it's, been a long, it's been a long week. I tell you, uh, one of the things we we haven't talked about, we we can call this wild card. NBA action started, you know, tipped off last yeah. week. We didn't really talk a whole lot about the NBA, um, but a couple of moves already. Uh, a coaching move. Um, uh, Watson and his first name's escaping me. Old UCLA point guard Earl, uh, Earl Watson uh, released as uh, head coach, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, already this That's season, quick. Um, yeah, yeah. I think three games into the season, he was fired. How does that work? Uh, you know, maybe everybody is unhappy. It, so they, they can recycle someone like. He's not coaching now, but George Carl would end up co- having a 500 record, getting fired, and having another job in two weeks. And they can recycle all these guys. And Earl Watson gets three games. Yeah, yeah for not losing right. <laughs> you show me the right way to lose, and yeah, oh, that's that's, that's interesting. St- very strange. Very, very, very strange. So, have, have we talked yet about Gordon Hayward? We mentioned that. No, I don't think. I don't think I we don't have. Think we, that, well, we that was before us. Yeah, we didn't want to talk. That was, that was very nasty. The team that I was pulling for, I haven't watched it. I refuse to watch it. My sister-in-law tried to trick, sneak. Trick you sent in? me a text message with a picture of it fortunately my brother pointed had told me that she was trying to stick pictures of it in his face because she loves that stuff uh so i did not no no but but gruesome injury and the team that i was pulling for this year the celtics um tough blow right from the start but hey if anybody can overcome it it's bradley stevens it's a lot to overcome yeah Uh, you know you're you're a prize free agent um dwayne wade's headed to the bench Coming off the bench now, and, yeah, and I didn't know Derrick Rose was on the Cavs, <laughs> looking uh, homeless and haggard, and but yeah. he's starting without a uh, little Isaiah. So, so you got you know, and then there's a talk in Cleveland that uh, J.R. Smith is unhappy, you know, because he wasn't starting because Dwayne Wade was starting. So, uh, a lot of egos to satisfy, yeah. and, and you, you got to think those guys are, you know, they want to win, but they want to play. They want to oh go for, for sure. It, so yeah. And then so, uh, I, uh, one of my favorite quotes: uh, "We can't, uh, we can't uh, get out without a Marcine. Marcine is it Marcine yeah, or Marcine? I Marcine Gortat. Marcine Gortat. It made a statement about uh, Lonzo Ball, and he said that. Uh, uh, I like that." Which, by the way, Lonzo Ball's um, debut was an absolute joke and uh, got shredded by Patrick Beverly. Who? And Patrick Beverly. Who? Hey, the NBA fans know Patrick Beverly. I, He's a gritty, grimy yes, former he, Arkansas yes, player. Yes, he is a Razorback. I do remember yeah. Patrick Beverly. So but. he, uh, I mean, he just abused. I mean, it was mean what he did to Lonzo. And then LeVar yelling about, who Patrick Beverly? He doesn't know. Well, I mean, come on, LeVar. Uh, so it was interesting to see Lonzo, a guy we like to. No, nah, we don't mind Lonzo. I don't mind Lonzo. It's Lavar. Just his dad. Yeah, getting him. So a rude introduction to the NBA. So now Marcin Gortat getting involved and saying that John talking trash for John Wall, right? Why does a grown man need to talk trash for another grown man? I mean, I mean he's given his honest opinion. He said he he will torture <laughs> Lonzo Ball. That's true. What is he Polish? He's from somewhere. Where's Gortat, Gortat. from? Gortat. That sounds like something that a Mar- Marcin Gortat would say. <laughs> he will torture. That is awesome. So, bold words. Uh, interesting word choice. Where is he from? Yeah. Lods, Lods, Lods Poland. Poland. Yeah. I mean, look at look at Gortat. I mean, he, he looks like a cartoon character. He looks like Zangief from Street Fighter. I don't know. Yes, yeah, sure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You never played Street Fighter 2? Uh, Mortal Kombat was kind of my deal. Oh, gotcha. You were one of those trashy people. <laughs> <laughs> we always look down on the Mortal Kombat people. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, Street Fighter, you could play on Nintendo, right? Super Nintendo with yeah. Street Fighter 2, yeah. There was no blood. Yeah. I think I played that a little bit, but uh, then when I migrated to PlayStation... Um, you went for the yeah. graphic uh, beheadings and stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Kitana wins. Finish him. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly right. Uh, so Gortat says he's going to punish or torture. Okay. Lonzo. I love uh, that. Maybe, I love that. Maybe they do torturing in Poland. He should. He should. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it. 
should be, but that's a rookie versus a veteran. I mean, you, yeah, it's very good veteran. So, I think that's all we got, man. Hey, let's get out of here. It's so, late. Basketball starting up. Uh, you know, we'll 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 Not dive more in, time for that. We, yeah. We'll dive into that as the football season dies down, especially you know as the new year comes and. and but right now it's, it's football time, man. We're in the thick of things, and yeah. it's a wonderful time of year. Weather's getting cooler. If you like that yeah. kind of stuff. People are making crazy picks. Crazy picks. <laughs> Must be something in the uh, apple cider. I like this. Around. I like it. I like it. Um, so, a little something on the line. So, everybody else out there, make some picks. You can uh, you can add us. You can DM us if you follow us, which you should follow us. We'll follow you back, and you can DM us if you want. Or you can just, if you see us in the streets, you can tell us. Absolutely. We're done. You can find us on Twitter. Share the podcast. Follow us at the Role Players One on Twitter, the Role Players on SoundCloud, and we're also on iTunes, uh, the Role Players with the blue microphone uh, image. Yeah. So there you have it. Have a great week. Remember, our opinions don't matter, but you should listen to us anyways. Yeah.